everyone, Terry Welbrock here. Have some exciting announcements before we start the show, which is an amazing interview. Uh, just, oh my gosh, one of my favorites so far. Such a great conversation, but for my exciting announcements. So I was invited onto another podcast recently, and um, in the invitation that had been sent to me, uh, this person had listed that they were in the top 3% of podcasts on Listen Notes. So I thought, oh, I'm going to pop over there and see where the Healing Place podcast ranks. And so Listen Notes um, has what they call a global ranking. And it said on there, when I pulled up the Healing Place podcast, this podcast is one of the top 2.5% most popular shows out of 2,820,473 podcasts globally, ranked by Listen Score. So I was so thrilled, I can't even stand it. <laughs> so this show, thanks to you, amazing people who are listening and sharing and inviting others, is now in the 2.5% uh, top out of 2.8 million shows globally. Wow. Like, I can't even wrap my head around it. It's so amazing. And I love it so much. And again, I'm so grateful to you. Um, the other thing is, every Wednesday, I have a call with Mary Giuliani, who has been a podcast guest on the show twice, uh, to share her beautiful insights. And she and I are both working on our books. And so we've been helping each other through. Well, she's also a coach. And um, so she and I, she's going to coach me on coaching. And so I'm going to be, uh, over the next few episodes, offering a, a coupon code for all of you um, and opening up to a very small select group. We're going to do a specialized uh, coaching on trauma recovery. And um, it's not going to be a big, huge opening. So it'll be limited to... I don't know, somewhere between four and eight clients. Um, so if you're interested, be sure to, to keep checking out future episodes uh, for that coupon code so you can can be one. I'll, I'll do a um, wait list or a sign-up list too If um, for those who don't make it in on the first round. Uh, we're also going to work on doing a group coaching because group coaching is so amazing um, because it helps folks uh, resonate with one another and support one another and so you don't, don't just have the one-on-one -on -one, but you have the support of others who are going through a similar journey as well and uh, can offer feedback to each other so anyway just some upcoming um, exciting things going on in the world of Terry Welbrock and the Healing Place podcast so all right now for the show Welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast and I have a big smile on my face because I'm very excited to introduce you to Pauline Wynn and we just had such a great conversation. We should have been recording it beforehand so it was so beautiful and wonderful. She is spiritual entrepreneur, award-winning author of two books, developmental coach, inspirational speaker, and co-founder of the world's most awarded Vietnamese restaurant, Red Lantern. So welcome, Pauline. Hello, Terry. Thank you so much for having me. I just had a quick flashback of our conversation. What did we um, uh, cover? Uh, uh, holographic kinetics. Oh, yeah. Holographic kinetics <laughs> and our, our oh. healing journeys. <laughs> 
multiple past lives, closing wormholes. <laughs> All kinds of fun, just, you know, little, little topics to cover. <laughs> and then she remembered to press record. <laughs> yes, right, right. But, oh, we got to start over. <laughs> bless you, bless you. Well, so yeah, I, the spiritual entrepreneur part, I, I, I'm fascinated by it when I read it and read your bio and was on your website. And so talk to us a little bit about that and what that role is. First of all, I have to make it clear that um, the spirituality that I practice and the spirituality that I teach is not about um, uh, tarot cards, crystal balls, um, palm reading, all of that stuff, a lot of people do much, much better than I do. Um, it's also, um, I, I can very um, comfortably say this on your podcast, Terry, that it's not about religion either. It has nothing to do with religion. Um, I do firmly believe that it is religion that needs spirituality. Spirituality does not need religion. The spirituality that I practice and teach is not about peace, love and light and mung beans either. <laughs> it's about... Um, power and not force power being to embrace all of ourselves the light the dark our authenticity it's about living our truth snatching our power back becoming the grandest versions of the greatest visions of ourselves and therefore when we live our truth it takes no effort so to um, reiterate the spiritual the spirituality that i teach is being able to live life with ease with inspiration, in spirit inspired, so that we all suffer less, so that we all suffer less. And so to match that with what is what we know as entrepreneurship, which is known as, um, you know, this kind of uh, hard knocks, work the hardest, you know, be the first to arrive at work, the last to leave at work, the last to leave work. And, uh, you know, we have very little rest, we run on stress, all of that stuff that is known as entrepreneurship, you know, if you're not working hard, you're not worthy of the title, that's all in the past. That stuff is going to make you sick, to be diseased and diseased and to, uh, for it to be about all the, about, um, about the money. So to uh, now merge spirituality with entrepreneurship, it's a very different way of doing business. It's a very different way of um creating a life for ourselves and so to understand if uh, we are here on uh, this earth to do three things which is to evolve to push humanity forward and to do it with joy it's the third part that a lot of people forget and so that's what spiritual entrepreneurship is very much about um, how we can use our resources as entrepreneurs because we are um, the warriors of the world right we, we find solutions to everything we can't help it we can't help but find solutions to the world problems but then to understand that we are here to evolve to push humanity forward and to do it with joy living our lives in spirit and inspired to do our best work that is in a nutshell what spiritual entrepreneurship is all about um, doing things very differently and understanding now that there are reasons uh, for doing things and thinking things very differently yes oh my gosh I'm so excited sign me up because I well one I just feel so called to do the first two things but then people tell me all the time oh my gosh Terry you you radiate joy and you're always so happy how dare you <laughs> and I'm just like so when you said that I was like yes all right, I'm doing it. 
because we um that's that's what to be um spirited is right to 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 have this lightness of being and when you have that lightness of being you are vibrant you are vibrating higher you have a higher frequency and when that happens we're just going to draw more people into our orbit we um but you know the law of magnetism we magnetize um the players who are going to help us get to where we want to go faster and you're only magnetic is if if you're vibrating high because people want to hang around you because you're experiencing joy you're you're going to have a whole lot of fun and when we have a whole lot of people who are skilled professional um know their shit know what they're doing but want to do it with joy my god we can we can create magic we can create oh, magic yes and i and i've said that during this pandemic it, to folks in that people are they're just like, oh, it's just so much. It's such a burden. There's so much heaviness. And I am finding that there are more people awakening, more people like moving towards a different approach to life. And I I have hope coming out of it in that uh, people are, I think people are awakening and transitioning uh, in their thinking. Yeah. The collective consciousness has called for it. Um, yeah. has, has called for um, not my truth, not your truth, but for the truth to come forward. And, and the truth is that we are more powerful, we are more resilient than what we have been told to be. And so those who think it's, it's oh, so heavy, it's so that again, perhaps it's their soul age. Um, perhaps it is their um, uh, the, the people they hang around. Perhaps they are fighting to hold on to their problems. Uh, we mentioned earlier, be, before you want to heal, it's it's the um, uh, Hippocratic Oath, right? It's part of that. Is you know, make sure you uh, you don't want to be holding on to the things that are already making you sick. You know, some people find this great sense of certainty and significance to be saying, "Well, is me here are my problems," you know. But but that's why they age. That's why they're tired because they are living a lie. The collective right. consciousness is calling for a truth the the truth of self that takes no effort yes well you brought up one of my favorite words which comes up often on this show which is resilience and um yeah i know your personal story is one of of resilience and overcoming um and in do you think or believe or find that um, those who have trauma history or those who have been through difficulties um, tend to be drawn more towards wanting to evolve and wanting to move up and, and do this kind of work? Um, Terry, the, the answer um, to that question is an absolute yes. The, the operative words being those who want to move to this type of work. Um, the ones who want to move to this type of work have already made the decision. It all starts with a decision. Never underestimate the power of a decision. The decision to say, I want to be better. I don't want to suffer like this anymore. Right. Um, and, and so uh, for, for those who want to um, hold on to and fight for their problems, they're the ones when you say, well, you're going to have to walk down a long hall of mirrors. Are you willing to do that? Yeah, nah, I don't think, and it's 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 that, um, and so uh, the decision has to be theirs first. Otherwise, um, us as um, as the facilitators of their healing, we don't really get their permission, right? We have to have permission first. Permission is the first thing that um, comes after uh, that they've made that decision. Um, or you know, sometimes we would say. Well, in order to, 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 to heal, you're going to have to look at your triggers. Are you willing to do that? Um, what, what are you willing to do to feel the way you want to feel? 
and and some people like to um, learn it cognitively but not actually follow through the success of anything whether it be business whether it be life whether it be healing is consistency and follow through consistency and follow through consistency and follow through i like to call it goya get off your ass <laughs> you have to get off your ass and do the work you know and i think this is where radical personal responsibility must come online um, and and so I, are you willing to let go of the things that have made have made you sick because you're going to have to take radical responsibility because there's no point in going to see um, a therapist or or a healer or a developmental coach for however long if you're not actually going to put in the work and get off your ass and actually um, consistently consistently do the work and follow through right well that's the way brain plasticity. That's the way we, we rewire things when we start to change those habitual patterns, when we start to yeah, do the work that needs to be done in order to change the way things have been going, which isn't working. And I, I think when um, people think that doing the work is going to that therapist session or uh, logging on to that course session or going to that group, the work also means that I, I take that work as being the semantic work, the the um, the acquiring of knowledge. You actually have to go out and do the somatic work. You actually have to go out and do the movement work, do the breath work. That takes discipline, and discipline isn't regimented. Discipline it means simply you are a disciple, a, a consistent disciple, a student of life. Uh, do are you prepared? to be a student of life because you're going to have to go and 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 um move your body every day are you willing to do that or do you think just going to the sessions is doing the work you know yeah and so um with the work that I do, we combine the semantic, yes, the, the 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 behavioral, the talk therapy, but talk therapy alone takes too long, right? You have to combine it with the somatic work, the breath work, the body work, meditation work, um, the rest work. Rest is a weapon. We know we certainly don't rest enough. And I combine it also with the somatic work, the shamanic work, the, the work with spirit, the soul work. So to combine the semantic, the somatic and the somatic, man, we combine all those modalities in multiple dimensions and we get results very, very quickly. Wow. Oh my gosh. I love it. And it, it, as you were talking, I was thinking of just, I I'm in EMDR therapy and one of the, I, I had gone back going through this yeah. health crisis and I was like, Oh, make sure the mental health I'm taking care of that. And one of the things we tapped uh, or um, tapped on, on Tuesday had to do with a, a fear of open spaces that's still lingering. And so we, it went back to a soccer game when I was nine years old and somebody making my parents making fun of the way I ran. And anyway, mm. when we were done, I said, let's go to the beach because I so wanted to test the theory. I so wanted to be out there and stand there. And I did and take those calming breaths and feel the earth beneath me and do it because, and wow, was that empowering to then be able to like connect it? Yes. And uh, and then also the the ocean. You know, we are seventy five percent water, and to go out there and experience that um, the joy. You know, um, experiencing uh, awe and and wonder and um, having salt water on your skin and and that uh, sense of expansiveness is less scary than whatever it is <laughs> that you experience on on the soccer field. So good choice, <laughs> good choice <Right>. of <laughs> of expansiveness. <laughs> Thanks. Um, oh my God. There's so much I want to talk to you about. We could probably sit here for hours on end. Um, 
so your role as a developmental coach is that along the lines then of the being of the spiritual entrepreneur work uh yes i i play multiple roles <laughs> Um, I um, I spend a lot of my time traveling. Um, now that the borders are open, I, I travel more and more as an international speaker. Um, I speak uh, as a professional speaker, so I'm engaged by uh, corporations and entrepreneurs to go in and um, uh, I guess what they call duck slaps. <laughs> duck slaps for their people, because sometimes it uh, is more effective when a third party can do it skillfully. Right. Um, I also uh, coach and teach um, uh, uh, numerous groups uh, online all around the world and that is on developmental stages um, this the stage I, I'm not a therapist I assist them to um, get to the next stage of their development from um, you know if we were talking about uh, pre-conventional conventional post-conventional post spiritual development um, uh, in, in, in integral development and uh, so it combines I combine a whole lot of stuff um, a whole lot of modalities to uh, cater for that specific group but in a nutshell it is also to uh, combine the semantic or all the theory work um, and then we absolutely do a whole lot of um, somatic work and then i finish off with the um, shamanic activations the, the somatic work to um, uh, activate the dormant dna activate the messages that is uh, waiting to be decoded within them yeah. So for listeners who might don't understand, can you explain just a little bit? What is somatic work? What do you mean by that? Um, uh, of the body, um, anything to do with um, of the body. And so um, we're, uh, we're not, it, I, I take when we do the semantic work, the, the theory work, go through, um, you know, behavior therapy, um, human behavior theory, that is uh, understanding the uh, philosophy behind it, um, doing the um, talk therapy, working on the mindset, working on the mindset. But to do the somatic work, let's talk also about your heart set. Let's talk about how much you can forgive. How easily do you love? Um, how kind would you decide to be? All right, let's now go and open your heart space, your your heart chakra, the, the most powerful energetic um, uh, center in your body, energy center in your body. Uh, hey, but then let's not forget about the health set either. Um, what are you doing to um, move your body? Because uh, movement is uh, such beautiful, beautiful uh, work, especially. And, and I'm not talking about going to the gym and killing yourself, right? Um, I'm talking about um, waking up and watching the sunrise every day, the most potent healing time of the day. Um, you know, activating your pineal gland on the inside out, boosting your mitochondria and um, again, experiencing awe and wonder. Um, and then the morning sun that this is body work, uh, having the morning sun on your skin to build up your solar callus for the winter months. And then let's then jump into the ocean after we've done the semantic work. We're going to now jump in the ocean, um, salt water, nature's greatest Faraday cage. And are you walking barefoot all the time? Are you walking with your toes in the dirt and, and in the grass to ground yourself and neutralize yourself? If we're sitting in front of the computer day in and day out and looking at our phones, we're going to be charged with a whole lot of harmful EMFs. What are you doing to neutralize all that? Do you know that you can hug a tree? 
Go hug yes. a tree. Ask yes. Mother Mother Earth to, to neutralize that for you instantly. All that agitation because you've been sitting in front of harmful EMFs for so long, that instantly gets neutralized. You know, and, and also are you are you chest breathing where your stress receptors are? Can you change that now to get super, super still and um, access your calm receptors, which is in your diaphragm? So this is all um, the somatic work that I'm talking about. This is now getting really into your body. Let's get into your body because if you stay in your head you're dead right come on um we're, we're here also as souls having this human experience do you love your body like really really love your body and then um we we do the the, the soulmatic work um to um uh, uh i i go into shamanic um mode and uh assist on multiple dimensions in that way. So I hope that explains the, the somatic yes. part that, that you were asking about. <laughs> yeah, so much. So wonderful. And I just have to say, as you were speaking, I was taking a walk with my family and, and I, I'm just so blessed to have a family who, who loves me for the way I am, because I truly like, I was walking along and I looked over and I was like, Oh my gosh, that tree. <laughs> and I had to go yeah. over and just like touch the tree and just feel its essence. But it was a very, very, old tree and so I read a little plaque that was near it and it it had been around since the early 1800s and so I felt so drawn to this tree and it, it, it it's just the energy of it and so I had to go yes. just put my hand on it and feel it I didn't is, hug is it, it but is I it a, <laughs> is it a tree that you um no the hands are great because you um and but just remember when when we do especially the the skin on our palms is so thin right when we when we when we um, access the sun and the solar callus just open our palms so that it does go into our hands and um, a morning sun into our eyes right you don't want to look at it when it hurts <laughs> that's right <Right>. <laughs> and, and um, but definitely have your hands uh, as much as your your skin as possible hugging the tree but um, is it a tree may I ask Terry is it a tree that you see often no, it's it's on a uh, on a property. There's it's Coastal Discovery Museum, and it's a beautiful area to walk. And so I was walking through the gardens because all of the um, the flowers and I can't think of their name. I'm drawing a blank right now, but they were all blossoming, blooming, and so Lovely. it was just like a rainbow of beautiful colors. And we walked further down the trail, and uh, I just happened to look over and, and see. And, and I was I love these live oaks because they're just. They, they grow so big and beautiful and this one just called my name and I had to go over and say hi. <laughs> so um, part of when, when I do my, um, my retreats, part of what I teach also is um, how to communicate with nature. Um, in particular trees, they, they have so much wisdom and so much knowledge if you're willing to listen. And so um, uh, nature itself, we, we are nature, right? We don't, we don't go out into nature. We are nature. We are a part of nature. And that whole um, sense of uh, going back and, and remembering who we are, uh, not only remembering, but also to attach, to reattach the member, to remember, um, to connect, really connect with Mother Earth again. And, and Father Son, um, Mother Earth and Father Son have looked after us for eons, right? We are wirelessly connected to the sun and, and hardwired to the earth. You're not, want, you're not going to want to cut yourself off, dismember yourself from that. Um, and but one of the um, the modalities that I teach is how to um, access nature's medicine and 
how to communicate with nature. And so um, if you wanted to um, create a relationship with that particular tree, um, there's a way to communicate with it. There's a way to listen to for the signs. Um, there's a way to ask permission. Every tree has a personality, right? And uh, to uh, and and I've received multiple downloads from the trees, multiple communications. The trees given me chapters for my book. Um, other trees have given me um, content for my keynotes. <laughs> you know? But are you at the same frequency? Do you have the same stillness to be able to listen? And th that is the practice, right? To get into that same frequency, just like we're tuning into a particular um, uh, a radio station or television station. If you can tune in to the language, and more often than not, it's the getting conversant with the language of um, intuition. Um, you know, some people say, I need to see it to believe it. It's like, yeah, but if you believed it, my God, the things that you can see. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I love it so much. Yes. And, and and again, to go back to what you just said, as I was standing there and I had taken my hand off and I was just in awe looking up at the branches, I even took a picture from underneath it. And um, I said, can you just imagine what this tree has witnessed? It's been around since the 1800s, what it has absorbed, what it has, has, has been a part of. And I just, I just could feel it. It was, I don't want to say whatever it was, I could just feel it like telling me like just the sense of, yes, like I've, I, I there were no words. I mean, it wasn't words, but it was just this essence yeah. of yes. And, and I just yeah. felt it and it was beautiful. But that, that's what the um, um, shamanism is about, right? Accessing nature's medicine. We all have a shaman inside of us. If we resonate and can respond to um, tone and sound, um, and just because it doesn't have uh, the words, as you say, or the song or the lyrics as um, this 3D language um, understands, it does not mean it is not song. It does not mean it is not com communication or conversation. When we go into um, quantum or, or uh, when we go into um, that deep uh, deep sense of being activated and going into the other um, di dimension it's uh, the language comes through us through um, uh, sacred geometry sacred geometry particular visions some sounds that we might hear the feelings that we might feel and so um, you know uh, in in the Aboriginal culture Australian Aboriginal culture a lot of the time the trackers um, they were able to find missing children or particular animals because they were talking to the trees and talking to um, the, the animals. And we are all spirit, we are all sentient beings. It is just that my spirit resides in this vehicle. The tree's spirit resides in the tree's vehicle. The, um, uh, the wolf's spirit resides in the wolf's vehicle. And so we are all spirit. We can communicate if we, as long as we're at the right frequency to receive the messages, we are simply in a different vehicle that perhaps happens to speak a, a particular language. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I, again, I, I just, I'm a fan and I love it. And it's speaking to my, <laughs> my heart and soul. I, I wrote an article, one of my articles in my newsletter this month mentioned about quantum, that, that we're, we're our energy, that we're made of 99.9999, however many nines percent energy, because when you go in and keep going in and in and in, there's, 
we're made of subatomic particles that are just swirling and it's just constant movement. And so we are energy. Yes, we feel solid, but <laughs> we're energy. And um, so I, again, I, I'm so fascinated and enamored. I, I, I'm not um, educated enough to speak on it fluently, but I, I, you just add to it and it just makes me smile. So thank you. It's fascinating, right? And so um, this is why uh, I write in, I write him up. I have a, my latest book is called The Way of the Spiritual Entrepreneur The Seven Secrets to Becoming Fearless, Stress Free, and Unshakable in Business and in Life. And in the year of its release, it won um, Best um, Entrepreneurship and Small Business Book Award. And this is where the collective consciousness is going. The spiritual entrepreneurs are talking about this stuff. Right, which is why we have the unfair advantage and the competitive edge in business and in life. When we can start talking about our energetics, when we can start saying, hey, you know that issue that you've got, your fear of heights, your fear of spaces, or that anger issue, or all these shadows that you're unwilling to face, could the potential be that you've carried them from past lifetimes? And, and it's not just in this lifetime. And, and it depends where they're at developmentally, whether they say, this is a load of crock. Okay, sure, carry on, carry on. <laughs> but there's a whole other world. If you are willing and, um, uh, and able to be open to the possibility, that's all it is. If you're open to the possibility, no one here is gonna shove anything down your throat. <laughs> right, well. And again, I keep coming back to, I think more and more people, it used to be, you know, alternative ways of thinking and there were those labels thrown on it. And now I think more and more and more people are starting to understand that there's just so much more than what uh, we thought was there. Yes. And if, if, if um, we've been paying attention, a lot of attention, the collective consciousness is getting stronger and stronger in this regard. And with, with any uh, new um, belief system or whether it be, um, you know, the, um, the revolution of the 60s, the 70s, every revolution only needs a 10%, um, 10% of the population for it to become part of the tipping point and then, the, and then it just becomes mainstream. And so, um, you know, this wacky stuff that we're talking about, Terry, they say is about 7%. So it's almost at tipping at tipping point where everyone's going to go, okay, I think there's something here because we don't want to suffer anymore. I think all these, all these new age, all this stuff that these new age people have been talking about for, you know, the the couple of decades so far, I think that there's something here. Um, And it's only uh, that we are opening the doors to possibility. Nothing works if you're pushing something down someone's throat and they're not ready to hear it, hey? But you can open the door to possibility and invite them to walk through, should they wish? Yeah. And, and I totally get it. And, and one of the things, and I don't know if you said this before we hit record <laughs> or after, but the whole, um, like, it, it's a spiritual way of thinking and being, but that's not religious. Like, I grew up very Catholic, and my faith is still an important part of me. And so I talk to God and Jesus and Mary and all of that. And, but this part of it is also a very important part of it to me. And it's not that they're not separate. They're not the same. They're not, it's, it's just another part of it for me. Yeah. It it is talking to your spirit. 
yeah your spirit terry's spirit whatever that is and and that is what um uh, the the spirituality that i'm i'm talking about is all about is that uh what do you need to do to feel the way you want to feel so that you can live your life inspired and in spirit to do your best work because if you're not inspired and if you're not in spirit um your vibration is going to be low the terrain in which you operate um, has more potential to be dis-ease and diseased. And so what, what are you going to do to feel the way you want to feel? Let's start with that decision and then give permission to those who can come in and assist. But then you've right. got a Goya. <laughs> right, right. It, but you bring up another valid point, you know, the whole diseased part. So I had this health crisis because I've been doing great, super healthy, working out, eating great, and my physical, no medications. I mean, for 55, I was like, woohoo. And then boom, I hit this wall. And then at first I was like, oh no, you know, what am I doing wrong? Like I, I took personal, I shouldered like, like it was something I had done. And then but then I, I kind of took a step back and looked at it from spirit point of view, which we talked about, of, okay, there's lessons to be learned in this. There's there's something that I need to, um, it's, I'm looking at it more of how can I elevate from this? And so um, dis-ease and disease isn't always necessarily about being at a lower frequency that sometimes it comes along to teach us a lesson or or, or help us shift right yeah um it's all about the reframe so the, absolutely exactly what you said um because you're not coming from you're not dealing with it or um afraid to look at it by by being in victimhood that that's that's the part that um puts you in low low vibration okay um if if you're coming from guilt if you're coming from fear, if you're coming from shame, um, those are the states of, and there's nothing wrong with that. It is, should you decide to stay in that, at that frequency for however long? Whereas if you did what you did, which is what are the lessons? Okay, gonna sit in my stillness space to, to look at all that. Okay, now what do I need to do? That's the Goya part. What do I need to do now to, to get out of this? And that's when we change the terrain because those who sit in victimhood, um, the terrain that they they are, uh, have created, that's what's going to make them sick or not. And okay. so the terrain is the landscape of the body and the feelings and the emotions of your soul and oh, well, you know, also known as, as epigenetics. And um, I, that when you were asking before about my, my, my past, you know, it, it, it was not a very pleasant past at all. But I get to choose to look back and say, that was my training. <laughs> that, that, that was my training. Uh, can you imagine if we lived in a world of beneficiaries? Jeez, can you imagine if we lived in a world of beneficiaries and not a world of victimhood? <laughs> and and so that that thought alone, that that decision alone, and giving others permission to come in and assist, and that's when we can focus on healing the terrain, um, so that we are not living in uh, an environment that is disease and, and ultimately leads to disease. Yes. Well, thank you so much for clarifying that. Because at first I was living in fear. It, my my gut reaction, obviously, because this was all new and scary and I didn't know what was happening. But then I was able to take that step back. So it's okay to be in that moment of, ah, <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's natural. The, the rejection of that versus the integration of that, okay. that also is going to make us sick, right? To, uh, rather than going, okay, 
I'm not in a very good position right now. I'm going to sit in this to really um, listen out for what are the lessons here? What do I need to do? Okay, now, what do I need to do to first feel the way I want to feel? Because most people allow their emotions to fuel their behaviors. And so their behaviors result in whatever consequence that is um, uh, unfolding into their 3D space. But the masters, the ones who really get it, will actually decide on what behaviors are going to fuel the emotions. It works the other way around. And so that consistent question, what am I going to do to feel the way I want to feel? I need to change my behaviors so that my emotions change. Now that I've sat in it for a bit, understood what it's all about, but now what am I going to do about it? Yeah, yeah. Well, and just to add to that, so after I went out to the beach and we had learned that it was my parents making fun of me playing soccer, I signed up for a 5K that day. I said, I'm going to run. I'm going to run. I don't care how silly I look. I'm going to run, you know, arms flailing. I don't care. Excellent. How did you feel? How did you feel? I was so excited. Like, I'm so excited about running this 5K. So, yeah. Yay! (laughs) What do I need to do to feel the way I want to feel? Run naked 5K! (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Well, you talked about um, the one book, and you have another book as well, correct? Yes, the, the, the book, The Way of the Spiritual Entrepreneur is my latest book. Um, the first book I wrote um, is called Secrets of the Red Lantern, a very dark and personal memoir, which I disguised as a cookbook so people would buy it. It worked a treat. I won Debut Writer of the Year and it became an international bestseller. That was some time ago. That was in two, that was released in 2007. And, um, and that book alone uh, really changed the trajectory of my life. Um, a lot of uh, catharsis, a lot of healing. Uh, came from that book and um, uh, I think I, not, I think I know that no one was more surprised uh, perhaps surprise is not the right word more like shook shook as my brother as my son would say mum I'm shook <laughs> uh, 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 the word is shocked more so than surprised um, that um, I uh, uh, I won debut writer of the year and um, really affecting and impacting a whole lot of people around the world from uh, victims of um, PTSD, um, childhood violence and abuse, um, from children to wives. Um, A lot of Vietnam vets wrote in to share with me how they could relate to my father's story. Um, Most of all, the... um, the surprise on my part was the amount of letters from the children of survivors of the Holocaust, because it was um, uh, same story, different war, and and that that book alone really pushed me out to have to speak about it. Basically, my publisher said, "Off you go, Polly." <laughs> <laughs> And I was still holding, are you, are you guys going to train me? Do we, am I going to get any nope. media training? Let's go. <laughs> are, you, are you actually going to edit this book? Because I don't sound too academic in this book. They're, nope, we need your voice. Please, can you make me sound academic and intelligent? Nope, we need your voice. Okay, you're going to push me out into these, you know, 
multiple international um, uh, uh, writers festival, are you going to give me any media training? Nope. And so again, that was my training, right? I, I had um, a lot of trauma to still uh, heal from. And I showed up as uh, not as professional as I would have liked. There's always uh, a sense of authenticity. There has to be. There has to yeah. be. Otherwise, you don't touch people. But there also needs to be some sort of composure, right? You can't be the blithering mess on stage. I was the blithering mess on stage. Um, and so that really pushed me to do more and more of the work to really uh, dive deep layer by layer by layer of healing. And so what does it mean to heal? To heal means that you're no longer that, right? It's not the same as curing to, to go to the doctors and, and get some medicine. The, to heal is to really walk down the long hole of mirrors. And so to heal is the opposite of. I can tell those stories now and not be the blithering mess anymore. Um, it still comes from a very, very true space, but I'm not that. I'm not in that sort of pain anymore. Um, healing means to be the opposite of. And so um, a lot of the work also is, oh, okay, I'm triggered. And to have a look at that trigger and say, thank you, my trigger. You've just shown me another long haul of mirrors that I need to walk down. But am I willing to do that so that I can be um, the next best version of myself on the other side? All right, bring it on. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And another layer of healing comes, right? It's never ending. Oh my gosh. You're such a soul sister. Like I, I totally could just relate to so much of what you're saying. A friend had invited me to treat, to speak at a trauma conference in front of 350 um, therapists and those working in the mental health field. And so there I stuck a microphone in my hand. I'd never, you know, spoke to before. And I was just like, uh, well, here we go. And I said, well, how long do I have to speak? And she said, 45 minutes. And I was like, time. <laughs> How did you go? <laughs> but it was awesome. And I loved it. And, you know, they got a standing yeah. ovation, but I did, I, I just spoke from the heart and the feedback that I got was so yeah. beautiful. And so, yeah, I mean, the authenticity, authenticity part of it is just, um, it's so critical and so important because that's what, that's what connects us soul to soul, heart to heart, right. Is, um, or light to light, um, is when, Somebody can, like, you put your truth out there and it resonates with someone else's soul. Yes. And um, on, on, on that note, Terry, um, your podcast is testament to that. Congratulations on the success oh. of your podcast. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's been a gift um, to put it out there into the universe and watch it grow and blossom and reach so many people. And I just... My, my goal has always been to just bring people like you on who are so beautiful and inspirational and just such a gift and a, a light in the world. And so I thank you for being a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So it's uh, what, two, 200 plus episodes now. Well done. Yes, so I think um, it's it's 234. It's in 107 countries last I looked. Um, so good. Yeah. And Australia, I think, is... I want to say it's moved up to number two. Um, it's the United States, and then I think Australia, and then I think Canada, maybe underneath. But but yeah, I think Australia recently bumped up to number two, which I love, and it's yes. yeah, awesome. <laughs> so what? Anything else that you wanted to touch upon that we haven't had a chance to to discuss yet? Oh yeah, there's a gazillion things. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
there's a gazillion things. Um, I am um, heading to the US in uh, June, July, and then October again for um, uh, for speaking engagements. But I'm also um, uh, in talks with some really beautiful, badass spiritual entrepreneurs and uh, holding uh, some retreats over there. Oh um, my gosh, which, that's wonderful. Uh, can uh, can uh, anyone uh, attend those? Can listeners attend or is this like... Yeah, yes, I, I, yes, they can. <laughs> uh, there will be um, uh, versions of uh, my retreats in uh, Australia called the Ziva Life Collective Retreats. Um, all this information um, your audience can find on my website. And bringing Ziva to the United States in a different um, iteration uh, to also complement the women who I will be collaborating with. Um, again, um, uh, all with the intention to heal. It's it's no longer satisfactory or I, I don't think helpful to be consistently talking about um, uh, post-traumatic stress or, or, or trauma anymore. We have to continue that conversation with um, post-traumatic healing. Yes. Oh, and, that's beautiful. And and that's that's the the main crux of it all. It's. If we're going to talk about this, what is the end goal? The end goal is to heal another layer, another layer, another layer. And so it will be bringing the, um, of course, the semantic work so that we can all understand it cognitively, um, intellectually, and then also to do the somatic practices. And then I go into full and um, shamanic mode so that I can activate your healing on a DNA level. Oh my gosh. Again, I'm just so thrilled. And and again, I relate it back to me because it's what I do. My therapist said, Terry, we're just going to have to keep taking this layer by layer. We can't just chop that onion in half to get at the core. And I was like, okay, we'll get layer by layer. So yes. Yeah. And also it's more enjoyable when we do it layer by layer. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't Not so overwhelming. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. So how do people get in touch with you? How do they find you? Um, they can find me on multiple platforms, but I think the most direct way is to just contact me via my website. Okay. And what is that? Um, www.paulinewen.com.au. Okay. Well, I will make sure I'll put it in show notes, everybody. So you can just click on it and pop on over there and, uh, yeah, there you go. Well, I just, sorry. Of course I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram, but the best way to get in contact with me is through my website. Okay. Wonderful. Well, it's just been just an absolute joy to have you here. You're brilliant and just a a beautiful light. And thank you so much for, for joining me today. Terry, the joy was mine. The joy was mine. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Meta, meta, meta. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us on the Healing Place podcast. And until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the academy.terrywellbrock.com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terrywellbrock.com, you can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows. Um and just a great space for, uh, again, healing and hope strategies. 
thanks for again being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.